This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Hey guys, Mike here. This is a little bonus episode of the podcast. Uh, obviously, at the moment, everyone is talking about Squid Game. And I did a little video essay on YouTube breaking down uh, Squid Game and kind of doing a spoiler review of it, as well as talking about how it deals with human morality. And I don't know, I put a lot of work into writing it and uh, recording it and editing it. So, so I figured I'd pop it up on the podcast feed as well, just in case you haven't subscribed to my YouTube. If you haven't, I'd appreciate it if you go and subscribe to my YouTube. You can watch full episodes of 20th Century Boy, as well as other like pop culture analysis videos and etc. So I'd love for you to check those out. And if you want to support me so I have time to do stuff like this, uh, patreon.com slash radio Mike for as little as a dollar a month. You get a bonus podcast every week and a bunch of other goodies. So I would love for you to uh, give a dollar or $12 for a year subscription. That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And just a reminder, this has spoilers for Squid Game. Uh, so if you haven't seen Squid Game, probably don't listen to it until you have. And also this was uh, designed for YouTube, so just keep that in mind as well. All right, enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Radio Mike, and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today I'm gonna be talking all about Squid Game, the brand new Netflix sensation that everyone is watching. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it because it's incredible. Before we get into it, I would like to request that you hit the subscribe button down below. It really helps out my channel. And if you like this video, give it a thumbs up and leave a comment as well because it helps kind of push the videos out there. And check out some of my other videos because if you like this one, I've done a bunch of other videos that talk about similar stuff in other pop culture like TV shows, movies, games, and etc. So without further ado though, let's get into this chat about the morality of Squid Game. Okay, so if you don't know what Squid Game is, Let's be serious though, who doesn't know what Squid Game is at this point? It's basically an intense thriller, drama kind of series that draws on different texts that have come before it, such as The Hunger Games or everyone's favourite Japanese better version of The Hunger Games, Battle Royale, in which school children are forced to kill each other. With elements of William Golding's classic novel, Lord of the Flies, and even a little bit of Orwell's 1984, it kind of sits in this thriller, science fiction, a little kind of area of television. And I feel like this show is taking the world by storm, quickly becoming one of Netflix's most watched series. And I believe the first ever Korean TV series to make Netflix's top 10. And if we're looking at things like The Hunger Games, Battle Royale, Lord of the Flies, I guess a lot of these things deal with the concept of morality and people being forced to make very difficult choices, life or death decisions against their will, kind of put in a duress situation. For example, in The Hunger Games, each of the characters is placed in a field and the last person standing wins. Same with Battle Royale. Lord of the Flies sees a bunch of children stranded on an island trying to form some kind of society, but some becoming savages. Kill the dogs! Bash their butts! But of all of these different pop culture artifacts, I really think Squid Game handles morality and ethics the best. 
as well as being able to highlight the true brutality of human behavior um, and human ethics through this show in ways that I don't know if like things like the Hunger Games ever could being something designed for teenagers and younger children, not to discredit that franchise in any way, but I think having to curb violence and uh, on-screen deaths hindered its ability to display the brutality of, of life and death. So essentially about 400 people are forced into playing various children's games in order to win an enormous sum of money. All of these people in the real world are really broke, uh, owe money to loan sharks and are really struggling. So as we learn for some of them, there is no life in the outside world without danger, which leads to so many of them being willing to take on the risk of almost certain death to win this money. They don't see any other option, which is a true kind of benchmark of what human society can be for some people. And one of the main things about these games that we see is that the idea of the company or entity that is running them wants them to be fair for everyone. Everyone is on an equal playing field. And we have five games really that we see in, this, in the series. Red Light, Green Light, The Honeycomb Game, Tug of War, The Marble Game, and The Glass Bridge Game. And despite the fact that fairness and equality seems paramount to the Squid Game entity's rules and how it should run, each of the games kind of involve a lot of chance and moral ambiguity. Aside from Red Light, Green Light, in which everyone is kind of on a level playing field. In the Honeycomb game, your chance of success is heightened by the shape that you chose at random at the start of the game. In the Tug of War game, theoretically, your success depends on physical strength and brawn, which players did have some control over by choosing their teams, but if you didn't get to be in these teams, you kind of had less of a chance of winning. The Marbles game is a game totally, totally hinged on chance if played correctly. And of course, the Glass Bridge game at the end completely favors players who went first. And I kind of see this as a critique of society and capitalism in a way, because theoretically all humans are born equal and technically have the same chances. But as we know, with different privileges at birth, you kind of start races at different points. And I guess the randomness of the games kind of feeds into the randomness of being born into say, a family with lots of money or a family in poverty. Your opportunities are really, really different. And so are your long-term chances of survival. When looking at how morality is illustrated and played out in this series, I want to focus mainly on four different characters. And those characters are Ilnam, Duksu, Sangwu, and Gihun, our main character in the show. Because each of these characters have very different ideas of what they think is okay and what is not okay and what they are willing to do to win the game. Some of them struggle a lot with the moral decisions they have to make while others are cunning and sly and unashamed. So let's start off where I think we should start, which is possibly the most obvious example of a lack of morals and a total self-serving attitude, which is Duksu who, during watching this show, I referred to as Malfoy because I genuinely thought he reminded me of Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. <laughs> 
Duxu is without a doubt the weakest moral compass in this show and is blatantly self-serving for the entirety of its run. He cares only really about himself and his own survival and is using everyone else as kind of pawns in his own game. He uses his physical strength and power to best others and freely murders other participants in the game strategically for his own benefit. Particularly in one of the later episodes where there is a massacre in the dormitories at night time. He kills a lot of people and kind of leads that murderous rampage. He forms a relationship with Minyo, but really only uses her when it's helpful for him. For example, uh, having sex with her and getting sexual pleasure from her, um, and also allying with her when she gives him the lighter in the honeycomb game. However, in the next game, the tug of war game, when she can't offer her strength in a group, he rules her out and abandons her immediately, almost instantly turning on her with no uh, feelings of guilt or, uh, or betrayal at all. He just is happy to let her go. In the Marbles game, Duxu is quite clearly about to lose to one of his henchmen who calls him boss and decides to change the rules of the game at the last minute to help him win, which he does. Totally not caring about the fairness of him losing the original game, he would do anything to survive, including changing the rules and killing one of his closest friends in the arena. And finally, where he meets his demise is in the Glass Bridge game, where he refuses to move forward when he is at the front of the line, using other people as sacrifices, or at least imploring people to be sacrifices to him hoping that the timer runs out and people will desperately make an attempt to run across the bridge. And again, this self-serving attitude totally works against him in the end when Minya grabs him and pulls him to his death, sacrificing herself. Duxu is the best example in Squid Game of a totally empty moral compass. He doesn't care at all about anyone else. He will use them when he needs them and then discard them as soon as they're no longer useful to his survival and he will not put himself in any risk and will totally fight for his own benefit. Which brings us to our second character study on morality, Sang Wu, who is very, very different to Duksu, but similar in some ways. Sang Wu, like Duksu, is completely out for himself, but he's much more subtle, cunning, and nuanced in his approach to his own survival. Sang Wu strategizes and safeguards himself in a core team with Gi Hun and Ji Yong and Ali, but it becomes clear as time goes on that he would betray any of them if it meant saving himself. We see this in multiple instances in the show. For example, in the Honeycomb game, Sang Wu knows the premise of the game. He also knows that the umbrella shape is the hardest, and he hesitates about telling Gi Hun not to choose the umbrella before the game starts. Even though Gihun is the closest person to him in the game, he realizes that he's at an advantage, really, if Gihun dies in the Umbrella game, and by making things more difficult for Gihun, he opts not to tell him not to choose the Umbrella. He doesn't directly influence Gihun's decision, he just doesn't give him a warning that it's going to be difficult. 
He realizes that if Gihun dies, it means there's one less person in the game, and he's not directly causing that in any way, as opposed to Duk Su. In the tug of war game, Sangwoo comes up with the plan to make the opposing team trip, and he is celebrated for this decision and this plan by his team after the game. He's considered somewhat of a hero of the game, as well as Il-Nam, even though he explains later that he really just did it to save himself. And a side note on the morality of the tug-of-war game is that everyone on every winning team knew that by saving themselves, ten innocent people were going to fall to their deaths. In the fourth task, the Marbles game, when Sangwoo realises that he is unfortunately lost to Ah Lee, who is on a side note perhaps the most innocent character of all of the characters in this show, Sangwoo devises another cunning and sly plan to trick Ali. He manipulates the naivety, innocence and moral compass of Ali in order to kill him and win the Marble Challenge. Again, unlike Duksu, Sangwoo is strategic and cunning, not allowing others to see his true colours until it's too late. Also, it's clear that Sangwoo does have some kind of response emotionally to what he does to Ali. He knows that it's wrong, but he's willing to make that decision to save himself. Again, unlike Duksu, who feels little to no regret for any of his kills. In the Glass Bridge game, Sang Woo makes perhaps one of his first direct murders in the entire show. When the clock is running out, he pushes the glassmaker to his death for taking too long, but he defends his actions. And this is the moment where Gi-hun kind of turns on him, asking if he would have done the same if it were him in that position. And of course, Sang Woo's final act that kind of shatters his moral compass is ending the life of Ji-hyun. Finally, in the final challenge between Gi-hun and, and Sang Woo in the Squid Game, despite being offered an olive branch and a chance to live, Sang Woo realizes that ultimately he's in a position where he can't have the money and go home. He can either die or go home without the money, and he chooses to end his own life, really speaking to how bad his life must have been on the outside world. He would rather kill himself after coming this far than go home alive. Over now to character 3 and the main moral centre of this show, it is Gi-hun, a character that shows a multitude of different emotions as the series goes on. Gi-hun actively forges friendships and relationships with people in the game and encourages his team to trust each other, stick together, protect each other. He cares about the other players who are close to him to the game and he rarely wavers in his morality, protecting and helping other characters, particularly Ilna but also Ali and of course Ji Young towards the end of the show. The first time we see his morality really start to waver is in the Marble game, where Gi-hun realizes that he can take advantage of Il-nam's apparent dementia and figures out that if he isn't in a mental state to play, he may as well cheat his way into winning. But we really see Gi-hun struggle with this decision. He doesn't want to do it, but he realizes it's his only chance of survival. And I guess in his mind rationalizes that an old man who is dying and has dementia and a tumor in his brain, his life is maybe not as worth it as his own. And of course, Ilnam's apparent sacrifice is one of the most heart-wrenching moments of the entire series. We really feel 
what happens. When Ilnam confronts and questions Gihan's strategy, Gihan feels visibly hurt and uncomfortable by his action, as opposed to Sangwoo's shameless manipulation of Ali in the same game. And heartbreakingly, when given the chance to kill Sangwoo, he seriously considers it, but Gihun hesitates and ultimately decides against it when Ji Yong remarks, you're not that kind of person, only for Sangwoo to kill her, not knowing that that conversation transpired. In the final game between Gihun and Sangwoo, Gihun ultimately decides to leave without the money saving both himself and Sangwoo and becomes the winner by default when Sangwoo kills himself. But on the other side of the games, he doesn't spend any of the money feeling too horrible about the entire ordeal. Gihun's moral journey throughout the show is really, really interesting, but extending that olive branch to Sangwoo after everything that had happened at the end I think really shows how grounded his moral compass was. Wrapping up, we need to talk about Il Nam, perhaps the most controversial character in this entire series, and the most curious example of morality in the show. Being old, tired, weak, and ill, he is a character that is kind and caring and earns sympathy from a lot of the audience. Of course, this is reversed when we learn in the show's final moment that Il Nam is, in fact, responsible for these games, therefore perhaps the most morally corrupt of every character in the entire series, deceiving everybody in his path. And in a little easter egg, we can actually see that in the first game, Red Light, Green Light, Ilnam is the only character not targeted by the machine, meaning that he must know that he won't be killed in this game like everyone else. Furthermore, based on the fact that he survived the Marble game, we can conclude that he is in control, and he wouldn't have been killed in the Honeycomb game either. Theoretically, this means that there were only two times where Ilnam was actively facing his own potential death. The Tug of War game and the Overnight Massacre. When Ilnam declares that he's scared during said massacre, the fighting is stopped immediately by the guards. And this lends some information as to Ilnam's moral compass. He was really scared in that moment. He wasn't faking that. He genuinely believed that he might die. And he knew that if he made a scene, the guards would shut it all down. Similarly, in episode one, Ilnam is the final vote. He is the final decision as to whether the majority of players stay or go. And he does choose to let everybody go, which is also a really interesting little extra thing to think about after the show's finished. Of course, we realise that Ilnam's seemingly valiant and brave sacrifice in the Marble game was not brave at all, but still in some sense a moral decision to allow Gihon to live. He did care for Gihon and wanted to give him a chance to survive, but he also knew that he wouldn't be killed by the guards. Also curious about this morality is the meeting at the end of episode one between Gihun and Ilnam at the grocery store, which appears to be a chance meeting in which Ilnam kind of convinces Gihun to come back to the game. But looking back, it's clear that this meeting was not coincidental. It was more than likely intentional of Ilnam to bump into Gihun. And ultimately, this revelation that Ilnam created the game due to boredom with his life as a rich man confirms him as morally bankrupt and deceitful, playing God with people's lives and causing so many people to die for the entertainment of his wealthy friends. But at the same time, on a more individual level, we do see elements of Ilnam respecting others 
caring for Gihon and allowing him to live. It's quite fascinating. Squid Game puts people in situations that most people would never even want to consider. It's a very difficult show to watch, but it does illustrate a lot of fascinating revelations about human behaviour and how different people would react in these situations. And through looking at Duksu, Sangwoo, Gihun, and Ilnam, we see a lot of different moral compasses that really challenge the way we think about morality. So what do you think? Who was the most morally bankrupt? Was it Duksu, Ilnam, or Sangwoo? And who was the best morally? I think it was Gihun and Ali, but what do you think? How do you think you would go in these Squid Games? Comment below, thumbs up, subscribe. Check out my other videos. I'd love for you to subscribe. I do a podcast on this channel and a bunch of other pop culture videos like this. So yeah, I'd love for you to check them out. My name's in Radio Mike, and I will see you next time. podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com.